you know, husbands are useless when you're in, when you have contractions. They don't know what to do and you don't know what you want them to do and you don't know what you do. It's very, very strange, especially when it's the first time. When it's your second or third time, I'm sure you know like what you want and how you want it. But when it's your first time, you have no clue whatsoever. I welcome you to this episode of the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Wasa Holstein. I'm a Swedish midwife, a healthcare entrepreneur and a very proud mother to three beautiful children. I've set out on a mission to let empowering conversations about birth come to life. For me, knowledge is power. And when it comes to birth, the knowledge about the process will allow for you to make informed choices about your birth. How we give birth truly matters. And my aim is that these stories will help you tap into the superpower that resides in all of us and draw strength from that during birth. In this episode, we'll meet Veronica that shares a powerful birth story after a struggle to become pregnant. This is a podcast with women for women. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Birth Story podcast, Veronica. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Nice to be here. You are also my former neighbor. Oh, yes. (laughs) That was so funny when you answered my request on Facebook. What a coincidence. Yeah, what a coincidence. Small world. Life goes in circles, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So you're here today to tell us the story about when you gave birth to your daughter, Etty. Yes, my beautiful daughter. How was it for you to be pregnant? Did you enjoy it? I did not enjoy being pregnant. It was, um, the only thing that was nice was the belly. I loved the belly. I loved being fat. And I loved eating everything I could. And I thought I looked beautiful, but I didn't enjoy the pains and the aches and the, and all of that. But yeah, the belly was nice. (laughs) (laughs) The kicking or just the growing of the belly and the body itself? Oh, the kicking was lovely. That was a proof of life that's, that something is actually inside. Something's happening in there. Because it's so hard when you're pregnant to understand. And since it took her so long to get pregnant, it was magical when she kicked. What were your views on, on labor and childbirth before becoming pregnant? I'm one of these people who just believes that your body just functions and your body will just take care of it. And you just have to follow what what it does because you have no choice <laughs> so what was it like for you when it took some time for you to become pregnant did you feel like betrayed by your body i did very betrayed i felt it was unfair i felt i couldn't get happy for my friends who got pregnant i didn't want to hear or see any ultrasound pictures or any scans because i just got upset one time my husband and me and my mother-in-law went on a walk um and he got a text from a, from a friend saying oh we're pregnant and he told me and i just i got so upset i had to go home because it was unfair and i felt like the world was against us and everyone else could get pregnant why couldn't we it was uh, not a very nice feeling a feeling that you share with a lot of women from i am very sure yes yeah. because there are couples out there that struggles for many 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 years and don't get pregnant. So I feel very fortunate that that we did eventually. Do you think that um, the hardship of becoming pregnant reflected on how you felt during pregnancy? Yeah, because it was in my mind that it was unfair. And obviously I felt, I still felt that during my pregnancy. You think you felt more worried than you would have otherwise? 
Yes, definitely. I called the midwife almost every week to say, I can't feel anything. Can you, can I please come in for a checkup? And I think I checked for a heartbeat every other week for six months because I didn't believe she was in there. Mm. I didn't know it was a she then, but um, I I was so scared that she was going to die. Mm. So I cried when, a lot. Oh, that's good. Crying is good. It's good, <laughs> it's yes. It's a coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how far along into pregnancy would you say that you started to feel an attachment or a bonding feeling towards the baby and the pregnancy itself? Tough question. I... Um, it wasn't until she came out I felt that now I can see her, I can touch her, I can. She's actually here because when when they're in the belly, it's you can't see them other than on ultrasounds, and it, even then, it's not real. It's very alien. It's very <laughs> alien, especially when they do very weird stuff in the belly when you go on 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 your scans. But it was when she came out that's when I realized, okay. She's here. But actually, I, can, I, I still can't believe. She's almost one year old and I still can't believe that she's here. It's very, I have to pinch myself sometimes. And that is weird. Very weird. But I'm sure some people will understand what I'm saying. But oh, yeah. I think it's, a lot of people can relate to it, even absolutely. though they haven't had a problem becoming pregnant. Absolutely. It's just weird. It's Super you have strange. created this person that's, you yeah, know... Yeah, how? How is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> how can they be in your belly? It's so strange. It's so weird, mm. yeah. So how did you approach your birth preparation? So we did a Verlossningsbrev. Which is a birth plan letter. Birth plan, yes, exactly. And we discussed, me and my husband, because I didn't, I'm not alone, of course. So, well, I'm doing it my own, but he's there. Uh, and I wanted the epidural, but and that's basically all we wrote. And... Another thing we wrote, which the midwife actually said was kind of nice, is I said, I want the midwife to be present. That's all we wrote, basically. Uh, because, as I said earlier, I, I believe that your body just, you, it just does what it needs to do and you, you just have to go on the ride. Mm, so you just fully trusted the body. Did yeah. you do any, like... Did you take any courses no. or no? no meditation no. or things like that? No. Nothing. No I reading. didn't read any books. I didn't. I have so many friends who have kids and I've heard their birth stories, obviously horrible ones. I think I have, say out of a hundred people, I think I have one person that's told me it was actually nice to give birth, but 99 people have said it's horrible. So I decided not to listen to any of them and uh, confide in my body. Because mm. I trust my body. Have you always done that? Yeah. I'm very confident in myself and in my body, so I feel it, it'll it'll work the way it should do. So bring us back to when birth started. Oh, Where were you? So my daughter was due on the 29th of September. My birthday is 27th of September. So on my birthday, I thought she was going to come, but she didn't. And on the 28th, it was a Saturday, luckily. Um, no, actually, it was a Friday. It was a Friday, sorry. And my husband was at work and we had a dog at that time. And I would say around midday, I felt something weird in my belly, which I felt was... I didn't think it was contractions. I thought it was period pain. Um, obviously, I understood that it was something going on. 
And I called my husband saying, I can't go out with our dog. It hurts too much. Can you come home? And he came home. And it was more and more severe. And I was playing <laughs> Nintendo um, that my husband had bought me on my birthday. And I was laying on the sofa. I had to pause sometimes because I had to stand up because I was so uncomfortable. Um, and then my, <laughs> my husband took the dog out for a walk. And uh, he, did, he obviously didn't believe I had contractions, but I... Did you realize that this I don't, was I don't think I did until my husband actually called the the maternity ward. Uh, and they said, yeah, you're having contractions. And I was like, oh, shit, it's going to happen. But I was like, oh, it's going to take like 48 hours, so it's fine. And they said, just come in if it gets more and more severe. And I was like, oh, let's not go in. We're just going to go have to be sent home again. And I can't stand being there. And I haven't eaten and you haven't eaten. So realizing that this menstrual cramps actually were contractions, did it change how you perceived them? I th- I, it did, because first I was like, oh, it's just another, let's just get a, a pillow on my belly and lay down. But then I was like, okay, I have to get ready because this is this can happen now. And I was excited in a way that I'm going to see my baby soon. And this is actually real. I'm actually pregnant because I I still can't believe I've been pregnant. So it was a very, very strange feeling, but real, a real feeling. But my, yeah, my husband came back from the dog walk. Uh, He came inside and saw me laying on all fours on the floor, screaming like a cow because it hurt so much. And he phoned again to the maternity ward and she said, oh, uh, we've said you can come in, just come in whenever. Uh, My husband started cooking uh some dinner <laughs> which was kind of funny and I was like you can't cook dinner now we have to go we have to go uh but it ended up me standing in the shower um weighing from one leg to another and the hot water on the belly was actually really helpful I must say that's a good tip in what way how would you describe it just it? felt nice like having you know sometimes you can have a pillow on your belly or a heat pack or or a hot water bottle but Having that hot shower on your belly was just, I don't know, it was just nice because of the water, because of the warmth, and you just stood there weighing. It was it was not, uh, nice, even though it hurt like hell. So it was pain-relieving and soothing at exactly, the same time, yeah. you'd say. And yeah. my husband stood outside and having his hand on the shower door. And, you know, husbands are useless when you're in... When you have contractions, they don't know what to do and you don't know what you want them to do and and you don't know what you do. It's very, very strange, especially when it's the first time. When it's your second or third time, I'm sure you know like what you want and how you want it. But when it's your first time, you have no clue whatsoever. And what happened with the dinner? Did you finish the dinner? No, did you? Well, he did, not me. <laughs> but we had packed our bags for the maternity ward and it was full of... You know, smoothies, bananas, Snickers, whatever, drinks, anything. It was a massive, massive bag, which we turned out never to use. So, But then after, I think it was around nine o'clock in the evening. So I'd been in, I'd had contractions since about lunchtime. And my husband, who took a driving license two days before, uh, drove us to the maternity ward. Very legally, I must say. How brave of you. <laughs> Very brave. <laughs> Very brave. And I was sitting in the front. Was he really a trusted driver? <laughs> um, 
He was too slow. He was too slow, but slow is good then. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, he had his pregnant wife in, in the front seat, so I guess. But we, uh, I was punching the roof because of the pain, um, and he was driving legally, and I was like, put your foot on it, I want to get there now. And we came there around 9.30 in the evening, and 10.45 she was out. Oh, that is fast. Very fast. So we came in, he left me and he had to go and park the car. And I was like, oh my goodness, he's never going to come back in time. He's going, he's not going to, it's a massive hospital. And did it stress you out? A little bit. But then, I mean, I met the, the nurse and the midwife and they were quite calming. And the midwife was checking how, how um, much open I was. How much dilated you were. Oh, yeah, like, dilated. From what I've understood, like with the car situation, if you give birth in um, the United States, for example, they have like the valet service. Really? But, yeah. Oh, in, no way. <laughs> so you just drive up and they have a valet parker. And, uh, but in Sweden, so good. you have to drive there. You have to drop off yep. the pregnant yep. woman in, yep. in labor pains and you have to find a parking spot, which is usually way, way away from the... It's Labor so far word. away. And also you have to pay for the parking before you leave the yes, car. Yes, you do, so, which most people forget. So they yes. get the parking ticket. So that's yeah. why I always advise to take a taxi. Yeah, I uh, I would consider that for next time if next time happens. Absolutely. So what did your midwife do when you arrived? Well, it wasn't a midwife I met first. It was a nurse uh, or a nurse's assistant. Or, and uh, she took me into a room uh, with uh, an ultrasound and she put um, stuff on my belly CTG to check yeah. the baby's heartbeat, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And then the midwife came in and because I was screaming, saying, you have to do something. What's going on? Because you also think something is wrong, even if you're in pain and you know it's contractions. But you're like, should it really be this way? Do like, should it really be this hard? Yeah. yeah. Is it what's is it normal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Obviously, since it's your first time. Uh, and she um, checked how much dilated I was and she said, I could see her face when she ca- came up like over my belly. She's like, yeah, we have to go into the room now because uh, you're open nine centimeters. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, is, I thought it was going to take three days. What, what's happening? She's like, no, it's happening now. I'm like, where's my husband? He's not even come back yet from parking the car. What's going on? Someone has to call him. So and how the- did this make you feel? Um, I was stressed because I wanted I wanted my husband to be there so bad and I didn't want him to miss it. Um, but I also felt my midwife was Rosie, is her name, and she is the most amazing person to make you feel calm. And also the nurse's assistant was, she never let her eyes off me. She always had eye contact with me and that meant so much to me. It was beautiful. Gives me the shivers. Yes, <laughs> it was It was so It gives me the shivers mm. saying it because it was... So you felt safe? I felt safe. I, I was The only thing I was worried about was that my husband was going to miss the, the, mm. the birth, obviously. Um, but he did come with all the bags that we had packed. Did the contraction slow down for a bit or did they keep coming in the same no, pace? No, they kept coming in the same pace. Mm. And um, I think there was a doctor who came in who said because obviously I wanted the epidural and she came in, I was on my side by then. And so she was behind me, so I couldn't see her, but she came in and said, hi, my name is, and I turned my head around and said, I don't care who you are, either you help or you go out. And uh, she said, yeah, I can't give you any epidural anyway. You're too far along and the baby's going to be here very soon. So I had the, the gas, the gas mask, 
that's the only pain relief I had. Uh, and my husband's hand, who was basically blue afterwards. Um, <laughs> how did that make you feel that you weren't able to get the epidural? I was fine with it because also, again, I trust my body and... I have to say that I feel like the contractions actually hurt more than the actual labor. I didn't, of course, it hurts to give birth. I mean, you're going to push something out your vajayjay. It hurts. Your vagina, you're talking to me. Yeah, midwife. sorry. <laughs> vagina. Oprah said vajayjay. Uh, I'm not Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, that was years ago. But anyway, um, it, it hurts, but... I didn't think it hurt that much as the contractions did, which is, everyone says I'm weird for saying that, but that's how I felt. And I only had to push about three times and then she came out. Mm, and I didn't fast. know it was a she. Mm. You hadn't checked? No, mm. I didn't want to know. We have so little surprises in life. Why can't we save that one? I don't understand why we have to check what that is because we know everything nowadays. But that's one thing that you actually can control not to know. So we didn't want to find out. In what position did you push her out? I was on my left side. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, the midwife, obviously, and then my husband in front of me and a nurse behind me. And the midwife, Rosie, she said, one more push and she's coming or the baby is coming out. And I was like, I looked at my husband and I, I was like, I can't do this. I'm too tired. And to saying that, it hadn't took, taken me so long, but I was just like, just get it over with now. Mm. So I looked at my husband and he says that my eyes were basically coming out of my eyeballs because I had to really, really fight for that last push. But, but it was funny because I could feel, obviously, her head coming out. And then I could feel, you can feel more and more. And it was it was kind of it was beautiful though because they had the radio on and they were playing uh, John Lennon, Imagine, while she was coming out. And Rosie, the midwife, was so calm. And then this nurse, who still didn't take her eyes off of my eyes, and my husband crying, and then this last push, and I could I could feel the legs coming out of my vagina, and I was like, it's out. And then I laid on my back again and they lifted the baby up and I couldn't see what gender it was. And my husband said, it's a girl. And I said, it's a girl. I've always wanted a girl. That's the only thing I wanted. It was, it was, it was such a magical moment because it was so calm. Because, you know, obviously you watch TV and stuff and obviously, you know, Hollywood over, over exaggerates everything. But this was true. This was real. This was calm this was the baby doesn't scream when it comes out the baby doesn't look like the way it does in the movies and you don't I mean it's it was magical that's the only word I can find it was so peaceful so calm and I'm so proud of myself for having done all of that work hard work with the contractions at home and was fully dilated basically when we came in and she came out in what an hour and a half Who has that for the first child? No one. You did. I did. It was amazing. And I I'm, I happily tell this story because all you hear is horrible stories. Yes, it hurts, but it can also be magical. So 
So did you know prior to giving birth that you had this superpower within you? Sort of, because again, my body, I've always trusted my body and I know I have a very high uh, pain limit. So yeah, I was, yes, is my answer. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Uh, but has it changed the way you look upon yourself, even though you knew it before, um, having gone through this? In one way, because... I've never given birth before and having given birth now, I feel like I can give birth any fucking day. Absolutely. I don't want to be pregnant, but I can give birth every day. It's fine. Sure, you, you get a bit sore and stuff, but I wanted to get up. As soon as she was out, I wanted to get up and walk and I was I was fine afterwards. No problem. So yes, I can give birth any day. No problem. You had no epidural and birth really went on rapidly. So you had very like strong contractions. Uh, yeah. Some women experience that they really feel the baby kind of falling down the pelvis. Yes. Like it's dropping. Yes, I did. Did, did yeah. you have that sensation? In the car. In the car. Yeah, which was weird because it was, say, half an hour to the hospital. So I felt because something came out of me and I didn't know if it was water or pee or blood or whatever it was. But I said to, to my husband that it's it's coming now. I could really feel that. I'm, I guess I must have been fully dilated then because I could feel her coming. Mm, her head yes. descending. Yeah. yeah. So when did water break? I, did it break? I don't think it did break. I did put a towel between my legs because I did think it was going to break, as you hear and you see everywhere and read everywhere. But I don't think my water actually did break, I must say. Um, my clothes wasn't wet afterwards. Um, did you experience a lot of amniotic fluid coming out when she came out? A little bit, yes, hmm? yes. But not... Over like a big gush. No, no. no. <laughs> I, did, I did. I remember. I did ask if I did poo myself. Obviously, you do. But uh, they're so they're so gentle and so magical again because they don't make you see it and they don't tell you about it and it's obviously it's nothing embarrassing. But and I don't know why that's a question you ask if I did poo myself because you do because Jesus Christ, you're pushing another human being out from your vagina of course you're gonna pull your pants yeah but i think it's, it's an, an, a question about control or something i guess yeah, yeah. And, and i'm a control freak so yeah. i assume that's why so you want to check it okay I yeah yeah i put myself tick yeah <laughs> awesome was it loose was it hard no I love that you're saying that you experienced the contractions more painful than, and than the actual pushing phase, because this is what I hear from many women. Mm. And this is not what we always talk about. Mm. And many women like you experienced it, experienced it as being a super powerful force in mm. the end, um, much different from the pain during the contractions. It is a superpower. How would you describe the shift from like having the painful contractions to... Uh, the body going into the last phase of labor, the pushing phase? How I would describe it? I would describe it as it was so quick for me. So it's really hard because obviously it was hard to follow everything. And I just listened to the nurse and the midwife telling me what to do. Lay on your side, lay on your back, do this, breathe like this, push now, hold it. Um, so for me, I think it was, I didn't have time to, to think because it was so quick. The only thing was that I remember was that, okay, this doesn't hurt as much as people have said. Yes, it hurts, but not as much as people have said. 
I don't know if that's because my body is amazing, which all women's body are, bodies are amazing, but or that my daughter was very, very tiny. But uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, as I said, I can give birth every day because, yes, it hurts, but it's not that bad, not mm. as bad as the contractions. So even though it's so intense, like you describe it, you still have the capacity to make a mental note that this is not as painful. Of course as you do. I, yeah, I, but you don't, this is something that you don't think uh, prior to of course, giving birth. You of don't think not. that you have the capacity to really, that's like at least my experience from meeting many women, you don't think that you have the capacity to think. Of course you don't, because it's, it's so like, it's, a, it's the biggest thing in your life and it's such a strain on your body and it's such a, it's the biggest thing you can ever go through as a woman, I, I, I think. And you have all these pictures in your head of how it's going to be and how it's going to sound and how it's going to feel and how much pain. And But you have, in any situation in life, you have, think, you have time to think. During labor and birth, did you ever freak out? And if you did, at what? I didn't because the nurse, she never took her eyes off of me. She always, she she kept eye contact with me during the whole time I was there. And that was so reassuring. As I had written in my birth plan that I, I wanted a, a nurse or um, someone who was present. And she was definitely present. Did you, during the course of labor and birth, have any thoughts about being connected to other women? What a question. No, I did not. How how do people respond to that question even? I Very differently. Some women feel so connected during birth to other women and draw strength from, you know, the wow. knowledge that other women are doing this at the same time around the world. <laughs> wow. No, I felt connected with my husband. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, in what way? He was there. And he never left my side either. And it was cool. So not with other women, actually. So is there a myth about childbirth that you like to kill in this podcast? Oh, I wish I was prepared for that question. <laughs> um, any myth? Well, for me, the myth is that it's going to take 48 hours and you're going to have time to sleep and eat and whatnot. But for me, it took one hour, 50 minutes. So no, I, 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 I don't know. It's so funny, you count it one hour and 50 minutes, that's the time you were in the hospital. Yeah. So that's the time you count that your birth took. Yeah. Yeah. So what about the hours you spent at home? They're just like surplus hours. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I don't count that in, <laughs> but I should. Absolutely. So it took uh, 11 hours oh, in very, total. Very speedy for a first mom. I feel it's kind of speedy for a first mom, yes. But my mother actually said to me that all women in our family has speedy births. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. And she says that we, we we never struggle and all of that. So I didn't I didn't believe that, obviously. But when I spoke to her afterwards, she said, I told you so. That was kind of cool. Was that like the only time in life it was okay that she said that? I actually, told yes. You so. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the only time. The only time. Let's see how it goes if we get a second one, eh? <laughs> if there would be one advice or wisdom you'd like to pass forward to the women listening, what would that be? Trust your body. Because I feel like many, many people panic. And many people go to... I think it's amazing that we all have all these courses and 
preparations before birth and if you want to go to those absolutely do because it helps you calm down but trust your body and trust that you can do it because then you shouldn't be scared because your body can do this we've we've had babies for millions of years and we can do this it's a superpower but we can absolutely do this if you trust your body no problem You've said earlier that you've always trusted your body. Mm. So do you have any good advice on how to actually trust the body? To trust your body, I don't have any good advice other than don't be angry towards your body. Don't be mean towards your body. And whatever that is for you, it's different for everyone. But trust your body because it'll take care of you. It's amazing. Was it anything like you had pictured it to be? No. Because what you picture what you see in the movies, in the Hollywood movies, basically, because that's all the movies you watch. Um, You think it's a bigger room, you think it's more people, you think the baby's going to scream, you think there's music playing in the background, but in like a Hollywood series movie way. Um, Yeah, no, it wasn't the way. So when I came into the room, I felt like, oh, is it this simple? But simple is good. Simple is magic. That's what we need to learn. We can't trust the movies. We can't trust the Hollywood shows. It's it's not real. So how are we going to see the real stuff? If you look upon the whole process of bringing your child into this world, mm-hmm. what would you say was the most important factor for this positive experience? To be seen and to be respected by the, the hospital staff, the midwife and the nurse and... That they are there and make you feel safe and taken care of. And also to have your husband or partner or friend there makes a huge difference. It makes, because you have someone that you know and that you trust. That's actually a red thread in the stories that have been in the podcast so far. It's uh, being seen, being respected and having um, loving and compassionate midwives and other staff around you mm. and also the partner if there is a partner of course mm. thank you so much for joining me and sharing your birth story thank you for having me it was great it's been lovely seeing you again I, and you and you <laughs> maybe we'll live next to each other again sometime who knows life goes in circles <laughs> small world Thank you for listening to this episode of the Positive Birth Story Podcast. And thank you, dear Veronica, for sharing your story and your loving but rather frank view on husbands at birth that just totally cracks me up. I also want to let you know that I am one of the very proud contributors to the Prig Life Pregnancy app that is free to download from App Store. In the Prig Life Pregnancy app, you can find great material and track your pregnancy. In the UK and US version, you can also within Zoom see films on how to use massage as pain relief during birth and also how to best give love and attention to the muscles in your perineal floor. So do check out the Preg Life Pregnancy app. Bye for now and I hope you will come back for more episodes. Mm-hmm.